How's your squad looking um, for the weekend? Do you, do you have any any new injury concerns? And how how is Aaron Connolly, who missed the match at Leicester, with a was it a back problem? Yeah, yeah, he's just got a cracked uh, cracked rib, so it's a little bit sore. But he's making good progress. Um, probably looking after the international break for him. Just a bit, it's just a bit sore. I think we can do. Um, so that's the that's the only sort of fresh one, I think. Um, obviously, Tariq's still away. Um, you know, his 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 um, hamstring hasn't responded as well as we'd like. So that's going to be, uh, you know, I think it's surgery. Uh, so he's going to miss this, you know, the rest of the season, which is disappointing for, for of course, for him and for us. Um, and Adam Webster's making good progress. I think again working on the same timeline after the international break. Okay, uh, I mean, you mentioned the the, the situation with with Tarek. Um... How disappointing is that? How has he kind of taken the news that he's not going to play again this season? Yeah, it's incredibly disappointing for him. You can imagine. Um, we tried tried things, but um, in the end, that was the best option. So now we have to just focus on trying to get him fit and strong and ready for the start next season. Um, yeah, big blow for him. We've 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 sort of got used to him not being available because he's been available for a while. So. Um, but still, nevertheless, it's uh, yeah, disappointing for us, of course. Paul Barber said uh, this week that if Brighton got points for performances, then you'd be pushing for a, a Champions League place. Um, the reality is, is is a bit different, of course, isn't it? Um, and you go into this match this weekend uh, having lost what three in a row with with eleven matches to go. Is it is it all about keeping the faith, believing in what you're doing, and and holding your nerve? Well, I think it, it, to a certain extent it is, yeah. Um, I think you've got to deal with the results because clearly they are, they're important. You have to deal with them and then you have to look at the performance and look at how you can use the performance to, to turn those results into positive ones. That's where the work is. That's what we've got to do. Um, of course, we're frustrated because uh, we'd, we'd like to have better points tally, but it, it is what it is. We know the situation we're in. We know that we have to fight for the points. We know we have to fight for the results. And that's what we'll do. Given the, the situation at, at the bottom of the table at the moment um, and the fact that you're now very much part of it, um, does it mean winning at Southampton is, is even more imperative I don't know whether imperative is the word. I think, of course, if to win would be fantastic. Um, but as I've said, I think there's 11 games to go, a lot of points to play for, a lot of football to play. Um, but every game is a massive opportunity to try and get something, and and we'll go and and do our best against a you know a, a really good opponent. You can see the challenge of the Premier League that they've, you know, they've been on the run that they have in terms of points that they've got. Yet, at one point, I think they were the top of the league at one point. So that's the challenge that we're in. But we're we're looking forward to it. We're in a good place. We need to we need to we need to fight. Given there's what only seven points between you at the moment. Obviously, if you if you win, suddenly that becomes that becomes four. Uh, yeah, but again, 
we, we have to understand that um, you can spend as much time as you want looking at everybody else, uh, but unless you get the points yourself, it doesn't make any difference. You know, we've got to this point by focusing on ourselves and and um, and um, understanding that we're we're responsible for getting the points. We're responsible for getting the, the changing the situation, and we have to focus on that, not not worry about whatever other people do. You still have Sheffield United to play. I, I wonder what you make of the news today that Chris Wilder is to to leave the club, and how you reflect on his time in charge at, at Bramall Lane. He's been there what five years. He used to play for Brighton. I didn't. Yeah. Um... Uh, he was the first manager I came across on my return back to the UK uh, in terms of a uh, competitive game. Uh, um, we played at Bramall Lane for Swansea in the first match, my first match. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, and, and I, I got a sense of Chris there, a very, very competitive guy, um, but a really good guy as well. Uh, I think um, good, good person, good football person honest, uh, competitive, and then you just, it, it, what he's done there speaks for, speaks for itself. It's an incredible job, a legend of a, of a club, what he's done over five years, amazing. Um, you know, he won't be able to, he, I don't think he'll be able to work for long. A couple of more uh, things from me, if I may. Uh, the Premier League is to send out a survey to clubs to get feedback on VAR and also ask clubs how it can be improved in terms of the subjective decision making. Um, it's all with the aim of becoming of getting better consistency. What, what would you like to see? What would you say to them? <laughs> um, well, VAR, as I understand it, is still a human being, huh? still a human being in the other end making a decision. So therefore, this idea, this notion of consistency when it's subjective is going to be quite difficult because people see what is clear and obvious to you is not clear and obvious to me. And we have to accept that. Uh, like I said, my idea about the, or not my idea, sorry, my jokey half thing about bringing computers into an artificial intelligence and we'll make all the right decisions because I, I presume that's what we all want. We want the right decision all the time. Um, that's the only way you're going to get it consistent because as soon as you've still got human beings there is still an element of of course what you could do is not make VAR subjective and just concentrate on the things that are objectives i.e. goal line technology or offside and then take the subjective decision away and leave it to the referees that's a suggestion but I'm only talking to you just between me and you you know Is that something in all seriousness though is that something you you think would be a step forward to just use VAR for the objective decision? I think there's an argument for it. Um, I, I, I think it de depends how you want to want to see the point of it. Like I said, uh, uh, before VAR, what you always heard after games was we just want things to be consistent. You just want things to be, you always hear that. But it's a human, like every football action, you never repeat the same thing and there's human beings making those decisions. So therefore, it, the, 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 the chance that it's going to be really consistent, like, like that it seems like people want, I think it's really difficult. So whilst you're still making uh, VAR decisions on subjective things, clear and obvious, there's going to be disagreement and debate. Why was that not uh, overturned? Why was this overturned? That's clear, that's obvious. You could take that away and just have it. Is it offside or not? Is it a goal or not? Is it in the penalty area or not? And then, and then everything would be simpler. But then, what would you guys talk about? Huh? 
I'm trying to keep you in a job here, Ian. I'm trying to keep you in a job. Keep VAR. Keep VAR. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, but Hope Mal uh, has been named as the WSL Manager of the Month for February. Um, uh, Brighton beat Chelsea and did their very long unbeaten run. Also beat West Ham. Um, she doing a, a good job. Amazing. Amazing job. Uh, through difficult circumstances. I think they've come through a, 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 a tricky period, which shows the quality of Hope's work. It hasn't been plain sailing this season for them. They've had to fight through some, some tricky results, but all credit to the, her and the team. Amazing job and big congratulations to her. Graham, thank you. Nice to speak with you. Listen, wish Thanks. you well and safe journeys. Thank you and you. Bye-bye. Hi, Graham. Uh, it's James from PLP. I didn't quite hear the order, but I presume I was going next. Is is that right? Yeah, everyone's nodding. I'll just fine for me. Yeah, cool. Uh, nice to see you, Graham. Um, I just a couple of questions from me. This season's been a you know a real physical test for the players because of all the games being packed so closely together. But um, also, I imagine a real mental battle. Um, you know, the the marathon, not a sprint, kind of argument. I just wanted if you could share how you viewed um, that from a, a mental point of view, how long this season has been. And, and I don't know, draining, is is that the right word? I, I, I'm not sure. Like, like I said last week, I think every, everybody's slightly different because you've got some teams that have been involved in Europe, some teams finished a little bit later. Um, but generally, I think the, the fact that there was a short turnaround between last season and this season means that it, it, it feels a little bit different. We, we had a period where there was some, you know, a lot of games, Saturday, Tuesday, but a lot of our boys are, are used to that. You, you know, they've, they've come from the championship, for example. So, so you, you know, you, they're, they're fine with that. I haven't sensed anything from our perspective. I, I just think it's part of the... You know, it's the Premier League. It's the the mental challenge is always there because you're always under pressure. There's always a massive game. The next game is always, you know, is always huge. They're they're almost singular events. These games. So that's that's what it is. That's the I think that's the main difference between you know my experience of the Championship and and the Premier League, for example. The games come thick and fast. There's not too much time to to think or dwell on anything in the Championship, whereas the Premier League there's a bit more time. And that in itself can be um, a, a, a challenge. But from our perspective, we, we, we feel good, we feel OK. Um, looking forward to the, the, the important running at the end of the season. I spoke with uh, Pascal Gross earlier on and he said that the way he's viewing the last 11 games is, you know, 11 cup finals. Is that something that you think could be a useful point of view? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean... Um, I think you've got to play the game as if it's your last game. It's that's how it should be. This is, as I've said before, this is the Premier League. No one's going to make it easy for you. If, if if we want to take anything, we want to take points, and we and we know this from the last four years we've been in the league. It, they don't come easy. These results, these points. So you have to fight for everyone and um, play, play as if it's your last. And then just one more from me. You know, you've still got to play a few more of the big teams before the end of the season. Do you think you'll have to take points in those games? I mean, I guess it'll give you confidence, you know, having beaten the likes of Spurs and Liverpool already. Yeah, I don't think you can look at a game in the Premier League and say, oh, this one's, you know, this one's an easy one. Let's take the points here. Or this one's a hard one. We can't take the points there. You know, I think you've just got to focus on the next match. Um, 
try to prepare as well as you can and then and then give your best and see see the see the possibility that that it is that you can take points but also the fact that you've got to be humble enough and realize that the opponent's also strong so it's about fighting preparing and being ready good luck in the game cheers thank you hi graham how you doing hi hi james Graham, we've spoken so many times about how scoring goals in the Premier League is one of the toughest things to do. Just what are you trying to do behind the scenes to try and make the team a little bit more clinical when it comes to the final third? Well, it's, just, it's a variety of things in terms of practices. Um, uh, as I've said before, trying to create you know better chances, more chances, the, the, the way the team is set up, how stable they are. Um, I think you know the football is determined by what you do in both ends, not just uh, the scoring box. It's about what you do keeping the ball out your own net. So um, both things you have to work with. But um, the players have been really, really good. We've had a good week of training. There's no um, there's no air of feeling sorry for ourselves. We're we're up for the fight. We're up for the 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 the, the eleven matches, and we'll do our best. When you look at the way the Palace and the Leicester game ended, do you think the players lacked a, a tiny bit of game management during those periods? And and if so, is that something as a coach that you can teach, or is it just something that comes with experience? Well, I think it's a bit, a bit of both, um, and um, yeah, I, I think that it's hard to, like I said, hard to generalise with, with, with just a couple of actions. But um, you know, we've got a, a few guys that are that are adapting to the Premier League, with a few guys that are, you know, haven't had that many games in the in the competition, so. It's normal, and sometimes it's football, and you can get punished from not too much. That's how it is. Um, but we have to make sure that we're on the right side of it. It's as simple as that. Talk as much as we want. We have to work and fight to make sure that the the fine things that can go against you or for you in in a football match they have to go for us. And that's where that's what we're trying to do. And just finally, for me, it's been a difficult start to the year, really, for for Danny Wilbert due to injuries. How much mm. of a role do you think he has to play? in the last 11 games of this season? An important one. An important one. It's, um, yeah, he's, he's he's been disappointed. We've been disappointed because he's missed some games, but he's, he's back. We've had to be careful with him in terms of making sure he's got the right time, minutes, training, but he's pushing. Um, and, and I think he's going to be an important player for us for the, for the remainder of the season. Thanks, Graham. Good luck. Cheers. Hi there, Graham. I just wondered whether there was any update with regards to players and the international break and whether you'll be releasing them to their countries? No, not really. Um, we're, we're still in discussions with um, with a couple of the federations, but um, so no, no, um, no clear decision yet, Johnny. OK. Um, in terms of injuries, at some clubs, it's made a big thing at certain individual clubs, probably the ones I'm talking about. Um, you've got three probably first choice defenders out and have been for a fair while. How difficult has that been for you um, and, and the team? I know you'd look for different solutions, but three is quite significant, isn't it? Well, it, 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 it tests you, of course, and I think it's, 
you can't just um, re you know replace Tarek Lamptey with Tarek Lamptey Mark Two. You know we haven't got that. We, so therefore you have to uh, adjust your team, adjust your idea t slightly because of that that challenge. Same with Solly, same with Adam Webster. So um, it, it is what it is. We, we 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 can't certainly complain or use it as an excuse because it's part of the competition. We're not the only team. Pretty much everybody's suffering, but. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a challenge. It, it, I think it, it gives others an opportunity, which is positive. But it's about finding the right um, the right solutions. James mentioned about taking chances. Adam Lalana was playing in a quite advanced role. Did we just see what he can, is capable and what potentially he could be capable for the rest of the season for you? Well, he's got that quality, Adam. He's got quality in, in any position he plays. He can play, a, you know, a huge role. Um, he, he can play deeper. He can play um, more, you know, centrally, higher up. He's just got that 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 quality, and I think it's how we use him game to game. And again, it's sometimes the physical demand higher up is is such that you have to make sure we don't expose him to too much. Um, but still, um, wherever he plays, he's got fantastic ability and 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 helps the team. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted to do well against his, his former club. In terms of Southampton, um, are you expecting one of the most intense games of the season? We know how they play. Yeah, I, I think that'll be fair to say. They, they have a clear identity, clear way that is um, that I really like. I'm really, really respectful of what they've achieved there and done. Um, obviously, they've had a, a bit of a, a, a bad run in terms of results, but they've got a, a win against Sheffield United, which gets them back up and running. But um, when we played them previously, I thought the moment that we caught them there, it was as good as anybody in the league, if I'm being honest. I thought they were you know, really, really strong. And you don't lose that quality. Sometimes the results can affect you, but they've still got that quality. Um, you saw it in, in against Manchester City, how, how high a level they can play within games. So... Real clarity, real, real understanding of what they're doing, and um, and it'll be a tough game, absolutely.